Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Alongside Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by Joey Vitale, the Blues analyst for the Blues Radio Network. Joey, we appreciate the time, as always, man, ahead of this game number six here in St. Louis. How you doing this morning, afternoon? What's going on, guys? Hey, doing great. Doing really good. Just off the rink a little bit ago. Uh, good vibes down at the Enterprise Center and looking forward to game six here tonight. Joey, it looks like the Wilds are going to be going with Cam Talbot in net tonight. We saw the the change in the Blues' mindset over the last couple of games where it was basically get all of the pucks at the net because you know those rebounds are going to be coming off of uh, the blockers from Marc-Andre Fleury. Does that change at all with Cam Talbot potentially in net? Uh, you know, it, it, maybe a little bit. You know, I think that um, Cam Talbot's rebound control is a little bit better than Marc-Andre Fleury's. Uh, so I think that the Blues in the you know games one through five, they were trying to keep more pucks from the outside low and then drive into the front of the net. I actually think Cam Talbot is uh, pretty good at rebound control, and I think he's not quite as good uh, up and around the ears. And this is in the recent history where they have beat him the most was up high. He's a, he's a goaltender that typically likes to drop a little bit early. Uh, the last time he was at the Enterprise Center, if you remember, if Justin Falk came down as Minnesota had a great, uh, great lead in that game, and they kind of were controlling the whole pace. Justin Falk comes down on the short side and just kind of rips it right past his eardrum. And I think that like, a play like that kind of really jumps off the page as the kind of, kind of goalie that Cam Talbot can be. You know, I, I think that Marc-Andre Fleury has looked very good in this series. Um, I think this is more of Dean Evanson trying to switch up the momentum of the series, much like Craig Berube did. But I think that if you really think about it, and if it doesn't go the way of the Minnesota Wilds here tonight, did Dean Evanson wait a little bit too long? I mean, the timing... The timing of a goaltender change to me is the way Craig Berube did it. You want to give it a, give it a few, see how it goes, but you don't necessarily want to be putting a goaltender in a, in, a, in a series when they haven't seen the first five games like tonight. And then, of course, it, he hasn't seen a lot of action in a long time, and now he's up against it's, it's an elimination game. So a lot of pressure. I mean, they're, they're going to find out what, one thing's for sure, what, what Cam Talbot is made of. Um, but I love the, the way our coach did it versus the Minnesota coach as far as the timing of when he decided to go to his backup with Bennington, of course, there um, after game three and then um, assuming game two. And then from there, has been it's been rolling pretty good. Uh, Joe, uh, we all know the success and struggles that Cam Talbot has had against the Blues. But from a player's perspective, can players have a goaltender's number? Like, th- Can they know a weak spot on that goaltender and expose them? Yeah, I think it's a little bit in their head. You know, I think you can kind of, you know, quote unquote, kind of own a goaltender when you just feel feel confident. I think when you feel confident at, on a goaltender, typically you're going to shoot more. You're going to have more authority to throw it at the net. You know, I think of a player like, let's just look in this series, for example, David Perron. The way he's he's always kind of had his former teammate Mark Andre Fleury's number for whatever whatever reason. Of course, they played together in Pittsburgh. They joined together again in Vegas. So he probably saw a lot in practice that a lot of players just did not see. So certainly the scouting report for David Prawn and Fleury was out. And, you know, 
for David going to the series, knowing that, what did he do? He threw as many pucks at the net as possible because, again, when you have success against a certain guy, you're going to have the confidence to throw more pucks at the cage. And typically when you throw more shots at the net, more are going to go in. So I think that that's where when you have success against a goaltender, how if you're feeling confident, um, just the, the amount of shots you throw at the net are going to increase, which ultimately is going to add up to your success. Joey Vitale is our guest here on 101 ESPN, Game 6 tonight here in St. Louis. Uh, Joey, I did want to ask you about Robert Thomas and this thomas buchnevich tarasenko line, which we saw reunited a bit in Game Number 5, and it sounds like we're going to see them uh, together to start Game 6. What have you seen from them in this series, and is there anything that gives you uh, a belief that they'll be able to get things going offensively again here tonight? Well, I mean, from those three, I, I've seen nothing but um, in them playing better each and every game. You know, I think it was a slow start for, for all three of them. I think especially Tarasenko, obviously, as he had a booming, you know, natural hat trick during that third period last game, he's obviously taken off. Pavel Buchnevich, um got a couple of assists here recently, so he's starting to feel here a little bit. And I think Robert Thomas, you know, although he's been off the score sheet from the goal standpoint, I think he has been making some really good plays as well. You know, I, I see the creativity coming. I think Craig Bruby you know, breaking up that line for a little bit and then putting it back together kind of has reignited it. You kind of, you kind of lose it and then you bring it back. I think sometimes that's just the shakeup you need. And I think that's what he's done very well is kind of managing these guys, managing the minutes and knowing sometimes they just need to breathe a little break, maybe a different look. And then you can always go right back to it. And certainly they have, I think since they've been back in that last game, uh, they've looked more cohesive. They're, they're working together. I think that when you're working together and you get points, then you start getting point energy. We all see that with Tarasenko. I mean, Jordan Cairo, David Perron is a streaky kid too. So I think that now that they found a little bit of success, I look for them to really have their motor going. You know, it really started there to me in game three when you saw Vladimir Tarasenko's legs start chugging along. And then last game was Pavel Buchnevich. I mean, that's forecheck um, he had there on Middleton to beat him to the puck to find Vladimir Tarasenko for the first goal of that period, first of his three. That, to me, shows, shows me little signs that a player is moving. They're engaged in a game. And uh, not to mention, you know, he took a physical price, too. Pavel Buchnevich lost his front tooth. He got all cut up there in that, in that final third period as well. So we were all kind of joking about it on the plane that he couldn't get much uglier. And, of course, he laughed at it as well. Um, so I can say that because he laughed. But, you know, I think just <laughs> things like that, you know, guys are paying the price right now. I mean, you see Ryan O'Reilly. You see this team. You see the way they're moving. You see the way they're, they're starting to grab the soul of the Minnesota Wild. You know, and, and this, is, this is something you, you hear about a lot in playoff hockey is you're not, trying to, you're not trying to steal victories from the other team. You're trying to, at the end of the day, you're trying to steal souls. And what that means is, like, I think the Blues did it best last game where it was a 2-2 game heading into that third. Um, but then all of a sudden, Tarasenko's line comes alive. And then Minnesota just, they had nothing. They, they, they just had nothing in that, that third period. And you felt that their, their soul was taken in that moment because, you know, you knew Ryan O'Reilly's line was going. And then all of a sudden, Jordan Cairo came alive a couple games in this series. And now here comes Tarasenko. And you just felt, you felt Minnesota's bench just kind of crumble, knowing that you're getting scored on from three different lines. And here is that depth that we kept hearing about heading into this series, although it wasn't visible in the first couple games, now it's starting to come alive. And you just felt that that team was just demoralized. Like they just didn't have anything else to give. Um, they can't lean on Kaprizov forever. You know, Minnesota Wild, to me, have really just um, shrunken into a very one-dimensional team. I mean, even look at last game. Yeah, it's a close game into the third period, but both their goals came from their star player, who's been the most noticeable player in the series, but they're also on the power play. I mean, five on five, it's just, it just to me, 
St. Louis is a better team, and, and they're really starting to show it, and the depth's starting to come alive, and they're starting to produce on different levels and different layers, and especially with the final change here tonight. Um, you know, mark my words, this Blues team, they're going to look to take souls early in this one. Joe, final one from me. The NHL is all about trends in the playoffs specifically. Are we starting to see a trend where maybe the fourth line isn't as impactful as it's been in years past? Because Calgary last night played 11 forwards and 7 defensemen. The Rangers did it as well. And, of course, the Blues were kind of the trend starters with that. Yeah, you know, I think it's just different. You know, it's just different every year. It's different every series, different every game. You know, I know that I know it's fun to look at numbers. It's fun to look at, you know, in recent past, you know, this is what we've been on game six or, you know, of all the game clinch, our series clinching games on home ice, this is what the Blues record is. Sometimes you see trends, sometimes you don't. You know, I, I had a guy once tell me, you know, all this stuff that we talk about in playoffs, um, it, it's entertaining. It's, you know, for people like, you know, BK, you, me, and Alex, we, we talk about in the year. It's fun to kind of compare. But the reality of it is, um, he said it's, it's very similar to when you go to Vegas, you know, and you look at the roulette table and you see the screen right by the spin the wheel thing. And, and it has all the numbers, the last 15 numbers, whatever it is. And let's just say you, you see the last 12 numbers and they're all red. Right. Of course, uh, you know, anyone would look at that and be like, well, the last 12 have been red. It's got to be red. Red's hot. Right. Um, some guys would come and say, well, red's been exploding. Blacks do. It's got to be black. You know, and, and the way you look at all these trends in hockey, to me, it's the same as looking at that board. At the end of the day, it's, it's still a 47 point whatever percent chance that it could be red or it could be black. You just you just don't know. So, again, it's it's fun to look at those things. Um, but from a player's perspective, from a coach's perspective and just quite frankly, the world's perspective, uh, you could throw it all out the window. I mean, this is a 50 50 shot of winning this game here tonight. Um, there's so many things in advantage Minnesota. There's a lot of things in advantage St. Louis. And really, it's just going to come out of puck luck. And which team decides to bring it? I, I will say one last thing, though, on, on game or series clinching games like tonight, um, it's a fragile team that's up against the brink. Um, it's not necessarily just desperate. It's, I'm going to say it's fragile. It could go one way or another. I mean, as soon as you bury them early, if you can get a couple goals early, what, what does the Minnesota Wild players start thinking? They start thinking summer vacation. They start thinking yep. about what their wife was talking about yesterday about Cancun and, and, and you know Puerto Rico and all these spots that they could go to if they lose, right? Your, your mind starts to drift to the offseason. So that's what the Blues have to get to early. They have to kind of put that doubt in, their, in, the, in a serious clinching opponent's mind right away. But the other, it can go the other way very quickly, too, where if you give them a little bit of life and they get a couple goals, all of a sudden on the bench they're thinking, dude, we're going to win this game, and then we're going to go back home, and then the whole thing could be switched over. So it's, it's a very fragile, up-and-down, peak-and-valley mindset that every one of those players and coaches from Minnesota is going to have here tonight. So for St. Louis, you got to jump them, you got to jump them early, and you got to kind of instill that doubt right from the get-go. Time for the Blues to get that one, two, three Cancun moment for the Minnesota Wild tonight. Joey, we appreciate the time as always, man. We look forward to seeing you tonight here at Enterprise, and we'll talk with you again soon, man. Thanks, BK. Thanks, Alex. You guys have a great day.